At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Chicago City Cast with Danny Burke. Presented by Bet Rivers. What is going on, folks? Welcome to it. It is time for another edition of the Chicago City Cast. As always, presented by Bet Rivers. Danny Burke, your host. Thank you for being with us on this Thursday afternoon. Apologies if uh, anything seems off. If I got the show off a little bit later, if something with the audio maybe is a uh, a little bit different or just seems a little funky. I'm in the process of moving apartments, so we're set up in the new location currently. So uh, we're trying to make do as as best we can with really not unpacking anything except for just my audio setup, right? For my podcasting setup and uh, my laptop's going at it. So yeah, um, it's it's been a struggle, but we're here. We're ready to get you some good betting information around the Chicago land area with a couple of Cubs games today. And then naturally, you've got the Sox game later tonight. Very much looking forward to that one from a betting perspective. Now we've got some football tonight. Are you betting the NFL Hall of Fame game? Well, if you are, good luck. I don't know if I am, but we'll go over the numbers in the second part of the show and talk some other NFL news specifically regarding Deshaun Watson. Uh, Recap from the past couple of days. Tuesday night, we did fade the Cubs. We took the Cardinals. They ended up winning 6-0. I know it's painful, but hey, objectively betting, making money's making money, and we were happy about it. Wednesday went back to the well. Wanted to fade the Cardinals, or pardon me, wanted to fade the Cubbies. Betting on the Cardinals, as gross as it is as a diehard Cubs fan, and it was virtually the same price. Minus 165 is what we had on Tuesday. Minus 167 is what we were looking at for Wednesday. 
That game got postponed, hence why you got a couple of games going today. So, uh, yeah, we're 2-0 with our baseball bets this week, looking to keep it cruising tonight. But looking into that Cubs game, before we do get to the bet that I have, the Cubs' first game starts at about 1.15 Central time. So, again, like I typically do when we're in these situations, I'm not going to go into it too deep. But there was a change because I was going to bet Michaelis against Justin Steele. Now, Miles Michaelis is going to be starting for the Cardinals. But instead of Steele today, it's going to be Marcus Stroman. And that had the Cardinals open up a little bit lower. You saw it anywhere from 150 to minus 161. But Bet Rivers specifically had it at about minus 161. And then they had the Cubbies at plus 135. Total opened at 7.5. So I didn't make a number for that game, naturally, because we're not going fully in-depth with it. And, yeah, I I just didn't really think it was that appetizing of a game to want to get involved in now that the pitching situation had switched up. But, by the way, that game at 12-15 uh, Central Time, so not one fifteen. I think I said one fifteen, but I meant 12-15. The Cardinals moved down a little bit to minus 159. Cubbies still remain at plus 135, and the total still remains at 7.5. A little bit of juice to the under, minus 113. Run line for the Cardinals, plus 138. If you think they win by two or more in game one, if you want to take the run in the hook with the Cubbies, it's minus 165. So, yeah, not too much thoughts revolving around that game. I would honestly see some value in Stroman. I mean, I like Michaelis a lot, and I like what he's been able to do at home, but Stroman has been picking it up as of late. Or maybe you consider a no run in the first. Watch, you're going to be listening to this in the first inning. It's going to be like 3-1 to one Cardinals. But, hey, that's maybe the only route I would take. Uh, no run in the first at Bet Rivers is too expensive to actually play, though, minus 132. But, yeah, that's why you're seeing a short total. Uh, game two, drawn a little bit more interest. And the reason that is is because, well, you know him, you love him. Well, I don't know about that. But Jose Quintana making his debut with the St. Louis Cardinals. And, of course, it would have to come against your Chicago Cubs. Of course it would. And naturally, he would stay in the division. Goes to the Pirates, does well. Going to the Cardinals, probably going to take him to the World Series. Why? Because he was a former Cub, and he struggled with the Cubs. You know how these things work, folks. If you're a Chicago fan, but especially a Cubs fan, it just doesn't go your way. And when someone leaves, they typically do well. And hey, maybe it's just some phenomenon with the Chicago sports area in particular. I'm sure it happens to other teams, but at the end of the day, we can use it to our betting advantage, and I know I certainly have uh, in football and many other sports. Maybe player props with basketball, too. So maybe you get that opportunity tonight with Quintana because his numbers have been solid. You know this, and that's why the Cardinals reached out to get him. With the Pirates this year, he was 3-5 and five with a 350 ERA. If you look a little bit further with Quintana, um, Quintana on his fifth this year, 3.23. Yeah, the dude has been uh, having a pretty good year. But the weird thing is his Sierra is a little bit higher, his skill interactive ERA at 405. So take that into account as you will, but honestly, I think that's just going to be an outlier for this particular situation. Uh, Quintana's whip is 1.27. He's striking out about eight guys while limiting his walks to 2.7 per nine innings pitched. His Babbitt, a little bit high, not anything terrible, 307. He's got a 73% left on base percentage, that's fine. And he's got a good home run to fly ball ratio. He's limiting them to 7%. Now, you can't really look at his home and road splits naturally because, well, he's not pitching 
at PNC Park, right? It's a different situation for him. And even if the splits were one way versus the other, you have to realize it is a debut with a new team in a ballpark that's not typically hitters friendly. So I'm sure Quintana will limit the Cubs to some capacity, right? And if you're curious, since it's going against the Southpaw, here are the Cubs numbers. Overall, I'll give you three different splits. The Cubs versus lefties overall this season, they're fine. 720 OPS, 314 WOBA, and 100 WRC+. That's pretty much average. At home, I know they're on the road, but bear with me. At home, they actually hit lefties really well. 750 OPS, 327 WOBA, and then a WRC plus of 108. So those are pretty good numbers for the Cubbies against Southpaws at the friendly confines. But now when you take into account, you go away from the hitter's friendly park in Chicago. When the Cubbies are facing lefties, their numbers drop to a 691 OPS, a 301 weighted on base average, and then their weighted run created plus, weighted runs created plus, pardon me, drops to 92. So not only are you facing a guy who was a former Cub and inevitably will pitch well, but he's a lefty who you aren't hitting that great in this certain setting. And it's still the same reasons why I'd fade the Cubs, right? They shipped away all their top players really in their bullpen. The Cardinals are in a playoff race, and the Cardinals just in a division rival aspect always seem to own you. Not always, but you get what I mean. I mean, when the Cubs are doing bad, it's just night and day. So Quintana's probably going to get like eight strikeouts and go eight scoreless. But in all seriousness, he does have a lot of familiarity against the Cubs this season. He's faced them three times. First start of the season at home against the Cubbies, went five innings, five hits allowed, one earned run, three strikeouts, but the Cubs won two to one. Second matchup was still in April at Chicago, went just 4.2 innings pitched, only allowed three hits and two earned runs, racked up three strikeouts, and the Pittsburgh Pirates won 4-2. Then most recently, June 23rd, he took on the Cubbies, went six innings, allowed six hits, two earned runs, six strikeouts, and Pittsburgh won that game 8-7 in 10 innings. So he has done very well against the Cubbies this year. Can he do it a fourth time and on a new team? And really, no one has hit particularly well against Quintana throughout this Cubs lineup. Like Horner, I think, was like three for five, maybe three for six, and Hap was something okay, but there's not a large sample size, so I wouldn't take that too much into account. Now, originally, the Cubs did not have a pitcher listed, but apparently it looks like it's going to be Sean Newcomb. All right, now Sean has spent... Uh, some of his tenure, you know, you had him with Atlanta and then you have him with the Cubs. And I, I don't even know when the last time you've seen him is. Let me pull up his stats really quick because this is just late news that I'm seeing because originally they were undecided, but now it looks like they're going with Newcomb. Um, so Newcomb's a lefty, though, and that's bad news for the Cubs because the reason also that we – we're fading the Cubs last night, although it got postponed, is because the Cardinals were going up against a lefty, Justin Steele, right? And Justin Steele, he's fine. His numbers on the road, not as good. But the main reason was because the Cardinals at home have the best numbers hitting against left-handed pitching. So I thought it was a beautiful spot for him. All right, looking at Sean Newcomb, uh, the last time he pitched, 
was June 12th at New York. Gave up five earned runs in one inning. Holy Moses. Um, you look further down, went up against the Dodgers in May. Nothing. No runs, meaning at Milwaukee in April, gave up three earned runs. And then versus Pittsburgh, he pitched in that 21 to nothing win. One strikeout, no hits, no earned runs. That was the last time, or the first time he pitched as a Cub. So then he's been pitching in AAA from that point on. All right, the number's not that great. Um, I'm trying to find his numbers in AAA, not really seeing them. But in 2022 at Fangraphs, this is what they have on him. So he's played seven games, and I'm sure this is just from the majors in particular. Uh, but his FIP was 612. His ERA was 11.57. So, yeah, not too great for Sean Newcomb. But the point is, you already know his sample size in Major League Baseball this year isn't good. And I'm sure in AAA it was mediocre at best. And my apologies for not doing the due diligence because of the late news. But I want to get this show out as soon as possible. And what's most important is just knowing that he wasn't that good in the majors this year. There's a reason the Braves wanted to get rid of him. And you still have a Cardinals team that is crushing lefties at home. So now, when I first looked at these odds with the unknown from the Cubbies in terms of their starting pitcher, uh, the Cardinals still opened up as a favorite at minus 160, and then plus 135, again, on the buyback for the Cubbies. So, in a similar position with these opening lines for Game 2, except the total opened 8 for this one, now it's ticked up to 8.5, and, and the Cardinals are getting incredibly steamed, now up to minus 180 in a lot of spots. Yeah, I, I didn't think I was going to bet this game, to be quite honest with you folks. But at this point, knowing that the Cubs are throwing a lefty out there, it's hard to ignore. And the Cardinals, what, they're now up to minus 175 at Bet Rivers. But in this case, you may be considering the run line at plus 123. Because even if, I mean, is Newcomb going to take you that far? And then you got to get into this Cubs bullpen that, is depleted because he shipped off your best guys. Cardinals minus one is minus 122, by the way. Not too bad. So honestly, coming into this, because again, I just saw this as we were recording that it's Newcomb, I didn't have a play. I was going to wait to see what happens in game one. But honestly, I'll probably get involved in the Cardinals here. Again, I go back to the well. What I was trying to do last night, except it's a different situation. I just don't see how you could trust the Cubs in this game two spot. I mean, a lot of times when one team wins the first game, you kind of look to fade them in the second. But that's really, you got to figure if it's more even or in a certain situation. But with the Cardinals, it's different. I mean, they're looking to take advantage of all the games they can against a weaker Cubs team in this playoff race. Like, it's different now. All right? With the Cubbies, well, you're stuck in purgatory of not making the postseason and all the weirdness post-trade deadline. So, again, I will be looking to bet the Cardinals in Game 2. Don't know if I'm going to do money line minus one or run and, or a, run and a half, but um, realistically, it's not going to be money line. I'll probably end up doing minus one or minus one and a half. And I say minus one because minus 122 is not that egregious of a price to lay a run and because of the added security. Maybe Quintana does get beat up a little bit his fourth time around against the Cubs. But honestly, at the end of the day, I'll probably end up doing the run line with the Cardinals for some of that value. Quintana's probably, again, just going to give up like two runs at most. Maybe he could do a lead after the first five, actually. I think I like that angle, too. 
Let's see what that's looking like right now. Um, just straight fading Newcomb and trusting Jose Quintana. Money line for the first five. Cardinals, it's a cheaper price, minus 167. I mean, it's more expensive because, again, the Cubs bullpen's looking bad. Cardinals bullpen's looking good. Lead after the first five innings, though. Cardinals just minus 120. Eh, I was hoping to get a little bit better number than that. So maybe I will go full game run line. Plus 123, I think we said. Pretty good spot. Pretty good value. I think I'll be counted in on that one. But like I always do, I'll discuss that more so tonight on Rush Hour, Monday through Friday, 5 to 6 p.m. Central Time. All righty, let's move on to the Southsiders, the Sox. Uh, you know, once again, having that disappointing loss in their home opener, I, the numbers are incredible. Someone was tweeting it out. It's like 3-12 and 12 their last 15 home openers as a favor. It's absurd. But it's a little bit different when it's on the road, which they are, against the Texas Rangers. And they'll get a chance to hopefully redeem their opening series games with Johnny Cueto taking the bump. Cueto, 4-4 four four this year, has been incredibly serviceable for the Sox. He's got an ERA of 286, a 117 whip. And he's been pitching better on the road for the White Sox with a 170 ERA and then a 360 FIP. Look, his numbers have been good. He's a pitcher you've seemingly been able to trust on the White Sox. But if you look at those underlying stats, regression could be imminent. He's got a 286 ERA, like we said, but that's in comparison to his 420 FIP, along with his Sierra of 442. Ugh. You'd want to trust him here, and maybe he can evade those numbers against the lackadaisical Rangers offense that against righties at home is only batting 660 OPS, 289 WOBA, and then an 89 WRC+. plus. So maybe you can get away with that with Cueto in this particular situation. Now, he has gone up against the Rangers once when five innings allowed six hits, three earned runs, four strikeouts. The Sox lost that game 8-6 to six in 12 innings. It's an interesting situation here, though, for the Rangers in their pitching spot. They're throwing a southpaw out there. Always good news for the White Sox, right? Especially because they're the number one team burst left-handed pitching on the road in Major League Baseball with an 820 OPS, 356 WOBA, and a 133 WRC+. And they're going against an unknown commodity in Cole Reagans. I think it's Reagans or Raggins. Reagans, Reagans. I'm going to go with Reagans. Apologies. But basically, he's getting brought up from AAA. He's got a 3 Three and two record there, a three three two ERA, a three ninety nine FIP, and then a one oh six WHIP. So good numbers in AAA, but is that going to translate immediately into the big leagues against the number one hitting team against lefties on the road? I don't know. He was a first round draft pick in twenty sixteen by the Rangers. Big spot here for him, but also a big spot for the White Sox. I think it's the first time they're two games above five hundred since April twentieth. I saw on the broadcast last night. Got to keep that momentum going. They've won their last four out of five. As much grief as we get them or give them for losing that first game against Oakland, they bounce back the next two. They won the series. They did their jobs. The Rangers, conversely, have lost their last four out of five games. White Sox bullpen, by the way, sub four, 394 ERA with a 130 whip. Rangers right around the same area with a bullpen ERA of 386 and a whip of 125. So this game opened... Well, let me tell you what I opened it up at. I opened up the Sox at about minus 130. I was contemplating making them minus 135, but said, you know what? If it moves that way, it moves that way. I'll be comfortable with minus 130. Bet Rivers opened up the Sox minus 125. 
And then I put the Rangers plus 115. Bet Rivers made the Rangers plus 108. We were on the same page with the total at 8.5. The market is liking the looks of the White Sox, my friends. They are up at Bet Rivers to minus 139, and the total ticks up to 9. And the run line plus 128 for the Sox. If you want to take the run in the hook with the Rangers, minus a buck 52. This just got steamed up a little bit as of late. And you know what? This may come down because it's very volatile market, it seems, with these Chicago teams, at least especially the Cubs. But what I'm trying to say is that I did actually back the White Sox here, and I got them at minus 128 this morning. I saw it was moving in a lot of other spots, so I quick jumped in on it. They should have the advantageous angle with the hitting going against a new pitcher and Cueto, who hopefully can be, you know, stable. Knock on wood for all you fans and betters out there. That would be me as a better with the White Sox. So, yeah, count me in for the Southsiders. Minus a buck 28 on the money line. 7.05 p.m. Central time in Texas tonight. You need it. You got to get it. Take advantage of the unknown pitcher. At minus 139, if you don't mind laying it, so be it. But honestly, I would shop around and see if you can get minus 135 or lower. Over 135 would cause some hesitancy personally. I just don't know if I'd want to lay that much in this situation. But again, hey, to each their own. If you have enough conviction, do what you're going to do. I do like the Sox in this game, and like I said, I am betting them. So that's what I got tonight. Going with the White Sox on the money line and more than likely will be jumping in on the Cardinals for game two probably on that run line price. So yeah, a couple of Chicago bets today. Well, one fading Chicago, one backing them. It's kind of the way it should be with how these teams are performing right now. All righty, folks, quick break here on the CityCast. When we come back, let's talk a little football. We've got some action tonight, the NFL Hall of Fame game. Oh, I know you'll be glued to your TVs to be watching this action in Canton, Ohio with the Raiders and the Jaguars. Oh, baby, backups on backups. Cannot wait. Let's talk about those lines, and then let's talk a little bit more NFL news surrounding Deshaun Watson when we return here on the Chicago CityCast. Baseball is here, and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every single Saturday throughout the entire season. Place a three-leg, same-game parlay of at least $25, and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to help you make your perfect combination. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. Must be 21 years of age or older. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. It's 1-800-426-2537. Okay, let's talk some NFL Hall of Fame game here on the Chicago City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Yeah, sorry, I'm chuckling a little bit. And look, it's not to like rag on anybody who bets preseason. Don't get me wrong, I have bet and will bet plenty of preseason football, but the Hall of Fame game just cracks me up a little bit because it's far and away in front and it's just even more boring and sloppy, disgusting, whatever you want to call it. Yet that's not going to stop. Numerous betters from getting involved. Any football is good football, and any football that's good football is bettable football. So today at 7 p.m. Central Time, Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium in Canton, Ohio, will be hosting the Raiders and the Jaguars. This game opened at a pick'em, but now the Raiders are the slight favorite, minus two in the hook. 
The public's all over the Raiders, and look, a lot of other people seem to agree. You got Jared Stidham as your backup, along with Nick Mullins, Josh McDaniels, trying to, you know, kind of make a good name for himself, first year as a Raiders head coach. But same with Doug Peterson with the Jaguars. I mean, he has coached more recently as a head coach than McDaniels, but uh, no ETN, no Lawrence. They're going to be having Jake Lutton and Kyle Slaughter out there. Or Slaughter, my bad, Kyle Slaughter. At least I hope that's accurate. I'm all over the place with my names today. I apologize. Um, <laughs> total open 33 and a half, ladies and gentlemen. And this is where you have seen some movement. Now it's down to 30 in the hook. Historically, the unders have been hitting in this game. We talked with Will Hill yesterday on rush hour, and he's like, yeah, I saw this at 33 and a half, and I wanted to bet the under, but now it's moved down so much to 30 in the hook that I got to bet the over. I mean, think about it. 20 to 17, you're over. 17 to 14, you are over. I know it's going to be ugly, but is it ugly enough to where there could be enough points to get you over that mark? Moneyline, by the way, minus 139 on the Raiders, plus 115 on the Jags. I'm not touching it. I guess I would lean Raiders because McDaniels probably has more to prove than Peterson in this spot. The Raiders have a little bit better depth with their backups and reserves. And maybe McDaniels has that Bill Belichick instinct where it's just, I don't care. I'm just trying to have any advantage and win in any type of situation I can. So I guess if you want to lean from me, it would have to be on the side of Las Vegas. And I'm someone who will just take the money line. I would do minus 139, especially in a game that could be vulnerable to having whatever nonsense occur to where the Jags could get a backdoor recover even at two and a half. Yeah, I would only bet money line here. So yeah, some football action tonight. We won't complain. That's for sure. Speaking of football, before we head out, folks, uh, in case you missed it, the news with Deshaun Watson came about uh, more so. I mean, it did obviously earlier this week about him getting suspended for six games, but now the NFL is going to appeal that six-game suspension of Deshaun Watson, the Cleveland Browns quarterback, because they're going to be reportedly seeking a tougher penalty under the league's personal conduct policy. Pro Football Talk went on to mention that Via multiple reports, the league wants an indefinite suspension of at least a year for Deshaun Watson as well as a fine. Look, I, I know you don't care too much about my opinions about what the length should be, and if you do, I'll say this. I mean, yeah, it should be a year. It's kind of ridiculous with the slap on the wrist nonsense that the NFL's throwing out there. You saw what happened to Ridley for betting on football, and it's not that he shouldn't have got a year. It's that Deshaun Watson should at least be getting a year. I mean, it's absurd. Come on. There's clearly something wrong with the guy. And you're telling me the Browns are only going to have to suffer six games because of it? No, you gave him this huge contract. You got to suffer the, I don't know, penalties that come along with it. You knew the risks you were taking. You did. And yet you still gave him all that guaranteed money. And even, I mean, like, they're like, yeah, well, you know, we agree with six games. That's fine. Of course that's fine. That's best case scenario for them. But a realistic scenario should be at least a year, and yeah, a big fine. So now everybody will be waiting to see what Roger Goodell does. Is it more about selling tickets, getting the revenue up, having a good player, Deshaun Watson, in there? Or is it about making a large group of people within your fan base and outside of it happy, content, or at least make them more tolerant to you, right? They can be like, yeah, all right, that was fine. Whatever happens, the Browns' win total did come off at Bet Rivers. It originally was 9.5, and, 
even after the suspension came out. I like the under. We briefly talked about it here. Well, then inevitably they took it down because we don't know what the hell's going to happen. But wouldn't you think that this was assumed that this was going to be the case, that that wasn't definitive? So it's kind of weird they put some of those win totals up, but I guess we should have taken advantage of it while we can or while we could have. Jacoby Brissett is fine, but he's not going to get you into the playoffs. He's not going to get you over nine and a half wins. That's for damn sure. And even if you had Deshaun Watson for half the season, 40%, no. I'm still not that high on Cleveland this year. Yes, they got some good talent. They got a good defense, good offensive line, great running back in Chubb, fine head coach in Stefanski. But if Deshaun isn't there all year, and even if he was, how are the distractions going to be? But if he wasn't there or isn't there all year, this is going to be a tough season for Cleveland. You took on that risk. You got to suffer the consequences. So that's the latest with Deshaun Watson. And folks, that's going to do it for us here on the Chicago City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Danny Burke Five, and it's always appreciated if you like and subscribe to the podcast, so you get hooked up with the episodes right when they get released. And speaking of episodes, make sure you're checking out Rush Hour Monday through Friday, five to six p.m. Central Time. I'll get more into that Cubs and Cardinals game, and we'll recap my thought process on the Sox tonight and why I like them. We'll get more thoughts in college football. Switch things up a little bit. Matt Humans, former Midwest native, will be talking about his columns throughout the college football betting guide at VEASAN.com and him talking about college football in the Big Ten. And then, aside from Matt Humans, our Thursday regular, VEASAN's betting reporter Josh Applebaum will tell us all the biggest market movers, probably through the WNBA, Hall of Fame game, baseball, and whatever else throughout the NFL with futures. The man will be all over it. So that and plenty more will be covered Tonight on Rush Hour and a continued preview in the AFC North, by the way, the Pittsburgh Steelers. How am I thinking with their win total at seven and a half? Trubisky, can he turn things around in Pittsburgh? No, probably not. But I'll tell you why tonight on Rush Hour. All righty, folks, I will be out tomorrow. So we'll catch up again on Monday. Until then, take care. Best of luck with whatever you're playing. And thanks for tuning in.